0: Fox Sports Radio
4: Radio. Obviously a lot of drama surrounding Ezekiel Elliott and the Dallas Cowboys There's Dak Prescott's contract as well Charles Robinson of Yahoo had a report that came out last night That said this is a big week for the Ezekiel Elliott situation If they don't get a deal done That the situation could turn sideways really fast So what do you make of the situations in Dallas Not only with Ezekiel Elliott But Dak Prescott needing a contract as well too
5: jonas uh colin today came out pretty strong saying hey they should trade zeke this is ridiculous did you hear that
4: yeah and i get his thinking because there's two years left he had issues off the field why would you come to the cowboys now to try and talk about a contract and threaten a holdout when they can't even trust you off the field and i i agree with that sentiment because
5: it is a little bit surprising that he chose now to, to approach him so here's the question, though, and, and again, Zeke was an Ohio State guy, and and Brad, if I remember correctly, there was a, a lot of yapping from him at the end of the Ohio State. Yep. Uh, how would you describe that?
6: Yeah, p- specifically the Michigan State game. This is Ezekiel Elliott's senior year. It's the one loss that Ohio State had that year. Ohio State was a defending national champ, the overwhelming so This would have been 2015. 2015. and. There was a loss that the Buckeyes had, and Zeke felt that he didn't get as many carries as he should have, and he went out flat out. You don't see this too much for student athletes, college. Complain, I didn't get enough carries. Here's the question, though.
5: How many times in a row is the human race going to be fooled by talent over character? And listen, I'm not pretending to know Zeke. I'm not pretending to know the truth of his heart Let's just talk about the truth of his actions, and this was a time in 2015, Feds, that drafting a running back this early was really taboo. Uh, Zeke went what third, if I recall, and Fourth. it was a situation where there was a long time they were you know years the gurus were saying oh any first round running back's a mistake
6: exactly because plug and play you put in a running back what does it matter he gains 4.3 yards per carry versus 3.6 just doesn't make much of a difference
5: and the question is how much of that i mean 0.7 yards a carry certainly makes a big difference in my opinion but the question is how much is the offensive line how much is the how good the quarterback is you know i think running backs are more scheme dependent more Uh, supporting player dependent than most people realize. And the Cowboys said, well, we'll pick them third. And he it wasn't like Zeke was some kind of once-a-generation talent. Because you can see, oh, we're not going to draft centers as high as we used to, but this guy's the one guy in the last 10 years that's the exception to the rule. Zeke wasn't really an exception. He was a, an elite running back in college, probably the best running back in his class, but he wasn't clearly better than last year's, the prior year's best running back. Would we agree? Yep. So, to me... It was the Cowboys saying, oh, it's all about the talent. And they did that, you know, with uh, a wide receiver that's come and gone, you know, (laughs) wink, wink. And, I mean, when haven't the Cowboys done that, quite frankly? And what we know is the Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl since, what, 95? 95, yep. I remember that against the Steelers. (laughs) That was not a fun day. So the fact of the matter is, I think in general, running backs are – Probably a little overvalued, but it seems like the character issue when it comes to his action specifically with Zeke puts this over the top. And now, and and I don't think we can say Collins exactly right by saying that he's got two years left on his deal, right? Because there's a second year that's the that's the team's option. Yep. So I guess he's under if the Cowboys want a contractual obligation for. This year is is for sure, and next year is the Cowboys' option. But this is early. Literally, the Cowboys wouldn't be able to sign him before this last offseason, whenever that date was. So if Zeke still holds out, we said this yesterday, he will not have played a single game at a time where he could have been signed but wasn't. Meaning he's saying, this is the soonest you can sign me, and if you don't, I'm not playing. I don't care that you got my rights for two more years. You add that with some of the off the field stuff, it feels like it fits a pattern. Fez. Yeah, I
6: agree. And if you're going to go ahead and go out on a limb and do something exceptional for someone, I think you got to do it for a guy that's a great pass catcher as well. A dynamic guy like a Kamara,
5: like a Barkley. And that's the question, is what is a running back today? Because being multiple, I think, is the key. Because if you're just one or the other, and, I mean, you can answer it on Kamara, is he really a running back? Can he run? Can he be your feature back? I'm not sure about that. We'll find out this year, maybe. And and that's the question. But a guy like Le'Veon Bell, as much as a Steelers fan that I'm not – uh, you know, I don't love him. He was a legit running back and a legit receiving threat. When you have both, that's what you need today. That's more valuable. Zeke, how would you rate him in that regard? Oh, way below a guy like, look at Christian McCaffrey. Much better.
1: Straight out of Vegas!
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: Go to TireRack.com/sports to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer
1: reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal—what more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com/sports. TireRack.com—the
5: way tire buying should be. I think that there's two ways to win in the NFL, quarterback-wise. One is have a rookie quarterback that's competent. First, or, or more specifically, a first contract quarterback meaning cheap, that's competent, or a Hall of Famer. Everywhere in between, to me, is a problem. And what is in between? It's the quarterbacks that are pretty good, not Hall of Famers that want to get paid. How much does Dak want to get paid? Like $35 million a year. Yes, exactly. So, Fez, you love Dak. You've got him, what, 12th in your ratings. We'll talk about that tomorrow, too. But... I think Dak is the poster child of a... Is he going to make the Hall of Fame? No. I'm willing to bet you. He doesn't. (laughs) Get out the green button. (laughs) He doesn't is what I'm willing to bet. So now the question becomes, can you pay that much of a hard cap to a guy that isn't a Hall of Famer? And if you go back through history, you know now let's count Wentz as the quarterback of the Eagles that year because it's hard to really make rhyme or reason of that one. Otherwise, it's Hall of Famers or it's cheap quarterbacks. And that middle ground is the danger zone. So here's my question. Yes, no. Will the Cowboys win a Super Bowl in the next seven seasons? So it allows for another quarterback to be groomed. If you had a $100,000 free roll, Cowboys win a Super Bowl, you make 100 k would you rather them sign Dak for this exorbitant price or would you rather them let Dak that, that go and, quite frankly, start over a quarterback? Do you have a gut feeling?
6: Yes. We're going to have to let Dak go as much as I like him.
5: Wow. So we'll discuss that tomorrow because I agree. And you've got Dak higher than uh, who was the quarter? There was one quarterback that really jumped out. Cam Newton, he had Dak higher, but it was the... Deshaun Watson. Oh, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah. That's mind-blowing. So the fact that he thinks Dak is better than Deshaun Watson, Fezzik does, and he still would let Dak go for 35 sticks, it's telling you right now how Jerry Jones is going to be faced with a tough decision here, and specifically with Jerry Jones at the age he is. Like right. what? It and as a former actuary, as you know, what is Jerry Jones's seven-year expectancy? Because he wants to win one before he goes. You know, the great thing about
6: life expectancy is I think you're always favored to win uh, to to survive another seven years, RJ.
5: No matter what. Well, I got to be honest. My grandfather just passed away at ninety-five. He wasn't a favorite <laughs> at ninety-four, right? So, but but you make an interesting point. Just to be clear, is Because those averages include infant mortality and stuff, like once you reach 50, the odds are much more than 76 or whatever, which is what you always hear. Yes.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
4: RJ, we transition over to the NBA where the big names are gone. Everybody is signed. Now we await. Summer League is over. With all the dust having settled, what is the Vegas takeaway on what we've seen in the NBA the last several weeks?
5: Speaking of the Summer Leagues, that has just in three years has gotten humongous here in town humongous. All right, guys, we're going to go rapid fire and we'll have a chance to dig in. I think the two big stories in the NBA since you've been on your extended vacation would be the Clippers, obviously. Now we've we've dissected this baby. And I guess my question is, where do you feel differently than consensus? Consensus is, oh, my Clippers are mighty good. And, hey, they traded – the Clippers traded a ton to get just Paul George. In fact, if it would have just been Paul George, it would have been too much. But, effectively, they were getting two superstars, and thus it was a good deal. What other than that do you feel? Well, I don't know if enough people are talking
6: about the Clippers defensively and how good they're going to be defensively. They got Beverly, so they got another solid defender and along their superstars. They got the two superstars that both play defense,
5: Paul George, First-team All-NBA defense. And Kawhi Leonard. First-team All-NBA defense in their careers. I mean— And Beverly also got that honor. Amazing. So, I agree. And what we've talked about we'll say it succinctly is Kawhi is all about load management. It's proven out to make sense, at least with the title this year. It's not just the number of games you play. It's how much energy you exert in a game. Since Kawhi's had to guard the number-one wing guy pretty much his whole career— Now him and Paul George can alternate on that, not necessarily every possession or every quarter, whenever they want. But whatever happens, net net, Paul George, who guarded the number one guy himself pretty much every play, will be guarding the number one guy about half the time, and so will Kawhi. That is huge, I think. Also the depth. When have you ever seen a big two this good? And also the eighth guy this good. I think the Clippers are the deepest team with a big two we've seen in 20 years.
6: Yeah, they really look strong. And on paper, I would make them the favorite, along with everyone else, I
0: think.
6: and most eligible states age varies by jurisdiction eligibility restrictions apply pick six not available in all states including but not limited to connecticut and new york for up-to-date list of states visit dkng.co slash pick six states void where prohibited see terms at pick slash promos
5: lakers now you were here i think when anthony davis signed about a month ago but the (laughs) but the signings after Kawhi's decision, you and I disagree on that.
6: Yeah, I actually like the additions that they made. I really like the fact they picked up Danny Green, a guy who can— So for 30 mil for two years?
5: Yeah. I just, this is a salary cap league, you understand.
6: I understand, but I'm just I'm just evaluating guys not by what I'm well, paying then, them. Well, then but you're but making
5: a huge mistake because for every dollar— and this is something we've talked about at length where it's been kind of an eye-opener for me— if you're not thinking about salary cap with any of these signings, then you're not really thinking about it, right? Because effective—now, I guess once the cap's full, you can say, well, at this point, they've got these guys. I'm going to ignore their cap number. That makes sense. But as you're incrementally mm. adding them, it's like a fantasy draft. Because then you can't—you've got no money left. Exactly, right? If I if I overpay for—who's the best fantasy player this year? If I pay an exorbitant amount for that person, I could say, hey, i got the best player, <laughs> Well, what about what it costs? I don't think about that. Well, I mean, the teams have to think about that. But I guess now that we're looking back in hindsight, you're saying that that with Kuzman being three, you're saying four through eight for the Lakers, now that it's kind of settled, understanding that there might be midseason stuff that happens because of uh, players that are let go and bought out and all that. It's complicated. Lakers could add, but you're saying entering the season, You've got the big two. You've got Kuzman on the Lakers. You're saying three through eight is better than you expected. Yeah. Or I, or I guess four through eight. Well,
6: I especially like what they did with the center position because they got McGee and Cousins. And what do we know about Cousins? He really can't be playing 35 minutes a game. So they've got two solid centers now. They address that. Now, game. McGee
5: was with them last year, right?
6: Well, I didn't know he was going to be back i thought everyone but they, but, so like the performance
5: you saw last year was like this is the key to winning the nba like title Mickey, I, he was good with golden state he's always been a solid player huh but he's no loony he's no loony <laughs> Looney's
6: gonna go and he's gonna <laughs> be a, an all-star in two years
1: out of Vegas!
0: fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: Guys, it is the uh, final day of the World Series of Poker. They are down to just three. RJ, the big tournament, coming down to the wire later on tonight.
5: Yeah, we've got some sound from the tournament uh, PR director, and I think it really speaks that this has been a historic year for the WSOP. Let's listen.
0: Truly amazing! It really is the cherry on top of the sundae for the 50th annual World Series of Poker. Never would we have dreamed to reach this number. We have players from all over the globe. I think we have six continents represented here, 86 countries in the main event. It's truly spectacular. We've got 80 million plus in the prize pool. It's just a dream scenario for us at the World Series of Poker.
5: So over 8,000 players over 8 million in the prize pool or check that 80 million in the prize pool 8000 and participants and the winner gets 10 million i mean money maker no doubt about it and he just got into the hall of fame biggest thing ever happened in poker it was like 2,500 people participated the year after Moneymaker. In the year he won, there was less. I think it was 700. So think about it. Every year, the World Series pretty much went up. The first year, it had seven participants. And the year after, it had six. That was a drop. <laughs> then they dropped like in 92. Every other year up to Jamie Gold's record year in 2008, I think it was. It went up. It went up. But the moneymaker year, like we said, 700 or so, up to 2,500. But now, 8,000-plus is second most ever. And, Fez, quickly, you were looking at the final three. It really – uh, it's international at this point.
6: Absolutely. A German pro as the lead, Canadian pro in second, and Italian
5: pro in third. Named so- Sam Martino. <laughs> How great is that? By the way, that was Seth Pulaski from the World Series of Poker, and Card Player Magazine did an interview with him. To me, it just goes to show you 8,000 is probably the number, meaning everyone who kind of knows about it. It's not like someone's going to discover poker like they did with Moneymaker, but the idea that there was this boom after Moneymaker, but literally have one-third of the participants the year after they have now. It meant poker itself intrinsically grew. And to me, I love poker, and I'm happy it does, but it goes to show you, when gambling's fun, a lot of people like to gamble. Straight out of Vegas!
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.